Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Whether this is your first episode or you've been listening for a while, I appreciate you. Please be sure to share. So this is Notes by Kaya, the podcast, where we foster healthy minds through the connection between parent and child. So thank you so much for listening. And as you can see by the title, we are digging in deep. So let's get started. All right. So I felt like this was a super important episode to share and I want to give a different perspective. Obviously by the title, we're talking about sex and yes, we're talking about your children and sex um, and how that plays a role into mental health. I am always super surprised to hear that so many parents just refuse to have the conversation and the thoughts behind it blow my mind every single time. So if you've been following me on Instagram at Notes by Kaya, you know, I posted a while ago that I've been reading this book, Black Girl in Love with Herself by Trey Anthony. It is an amazing book and I will always recommend it to every single black woman that I can. It has like... I don't know. It's like talking to your homegirl, your woke homegirl that just gets it. She understands. And there's a specific chapter that talks about sex. And I was like, why have we not talked about this on the podcast yet? I've talked about it a little bit in different areas, but let's do a whole episode. Why not? So just to give you a little bit of backstory, she was talking about the first time that she got her period at age 10. Now, we know that generally the age is between about 9 and 13 when we get our periods, right? Well, she knew what was happening because her health teacher, which is, hint, the health teacher should not have been the first person to have this conversation with her. But anyway, so the health teacher, they had been talking about it. She gave examples and demonstrations and all of that. And it still was a super embarrassing moment for her, but the health teacher was there when it happened. Thank God to walk her through the process and kind of made her feel a little bit better. She runs home. She tells her grandma and her grandma's like, how dare you get your period at this age and it's a whole like low-key carry kind of moment and I'm reading this and I'm like are you kidding me as a grown-ass woman first of all you know we don't control when we get our periods if we could so many of us would not have them right now at all okay so why then start the conversation out like that with her instead of having compassion and understanding like this shit is awful sometimes and you're gonna probably have pain you're gonna feel like this and just so many different things that she could have explained to her in that moment but what so many black mothers and grandmothers and I don't know the history I haven't really connected the dots on why they feel this way, but it is automatically, oh God, you're going to bring kids into my house. It's like, hold up. First of all, can we have some other conversations around this? Like that just because you have a period doesn't necessarily like, I understand biologically that that's the thought, right? 
but uh, there's so much more to it than that. And then she goes on to tell her story about how her grandmother continued to shame her and really made her feel bad about this whole process. And she is not unique in this experience, unfortunately. So I'm going to bring it back around to mental health. Um, she mentioned that at some point she moved back in with her mom and her mom was much more liberal when it came to sexual interactions and things like that. She also disclosed that she was molested by a family friend, which thank God her grandmother believed her and I guess her uncles had words or something with the man and he was never to be seen again. By her and her family at least so that is a whole nother thing and I'm gonna come back to that in a second I just don't understand why people feel that if I talk about sex with my child that gives them the opportunity to go do it or it puts it in their mind um, I don't remember where I read it or where I heard it, but basically whoever was talking was like, yeah, my mom believed if, you know, she didn't say anything to me about it or we didn't talk about it, then it was never going to happen. That is wrong. Like they feel like once we have the talk about sex that, oh, I just remembered where we had this conversation, but I'm not going to say cause I don't want to put anybody on blast, but they make it like it's our fault that we have these desires and urges, but it's not. It's biological. It is natural. Um, it doesn't just come upon you when you get married. Like, come on. We have to use some common sense in these situations and in these conversations and really think about what we're doing to these girls and the boys that is a oh my god the way that boys are taught about sex versus the way that girls are taught about sex and still in 2021 is insane to me so let's backtrack a little bit you should be talking to your children about sex really as early as possible. And here's a couple reasons why. So we know, at least in the social science kind of field, we talk about how even as young as two, children start discovering their genitals, right? And some families might think, oh, that's so funny, da da da, da you know, whatever. And other families might be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe and just, you know, just going crazy. But it is important. I'm not saying sit your two-year-old or three-year-old down and talk about the birds and the bees. But what I'm saying is the way that you respond to these things is going to shape their view of themselves, the world, sex, intimacy, and love. And so many other things. So in a lot of black families, it is very shameful. Sex is a very taboo topic. And I get it. I understand. But at the same time, it is girls should be shamed for 
even thinking about sex, wanting to have sex, any kind of desires. But boys, that's just what they do. And that is extremely problematic. And in the book by Trey Anthony, she talked about how when she started developing breasts and things like that, she was not ever prepared for the looks that she would get from not only boys her age, but also grown ass men. And, you know, I've had conversations with other people about, I don't know, for instance, one conversation was that there were these girls that were dancers, they were really young, they were outside promoting their team and trying to raise money. But the girls outfits quote unquote, show too much skin. And that was problematic. Now, of course, this is a black man that I'm having this conversation with. Go figure. So he begins to talk about, oh, but there's perverts out here. There's da 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 and they should be covered up. Why the fuck? Listen, I didn't already told y'all in another episode. I'm, I'm not controlling my mouth. So why are females, girls, women still being held responsible for a perverted man. That is his problem. It's not mine. It's not theirs. It sure as fuck is not these little girls problem. That is their problem. But because men feel like they are so entitled to absolutely everything in this world, including women's bodies. It's like, oh no, women should just cover up because there are perverts out here. What? How does that even make sense? So then what we're teaching our girls is there's perverts out here. You need to protect your own body at all cost. Huh? Er? <laughs> like, how does this even make sense to people? I don't get it. So then it becomes a shameful kind of thing um, that we even have desires that we dress in a certain way like that I have to go out and maybe before I left the house I was super comfortable but as soon as I leave I'm like oh god like I don't feel safe or you know all these things and that is not a girl woman or female's problem at all that's his problem teach your sons what is appropriate and what's not so rant over basically so here we are we have this young woman that is growing developing and she does not have a safe space to talk about what is going on with her body when our bodies are growing hormones are going crazy it is already confusing as fuck and it is hard to deal with that alone or to deal with that anyway and then to feel more alone by female family members is insane. Like, we all go through it. So why are we not coming together and being more understanding of these different things? And then it begins to be problematic. So I've been saying for a long time, I think that girls should always be able to be off work or at least take part of the time off work when we're on our periods. And... It 
won't ever happen, I don't think, because even the women in positions of power that could make those kinds of decisions, because they've been shamed for it for so long and been told, oh, you need to suck it up. And it's kind of that, well, I sucked it up, so you need to suck it up too kind of mentality which is problematic in so many ways in so many different areas other than this but I know for me when it's that time of the month I cannot even focus on anything and my cramps are so awful that I can barely move speak whatever like I remember I was trying to do this intake with this lady and I had to keep apologizing to her because it was giving me a headache my cramps were awful and I couldn't even speak to her um and then my mind is all frazzled I messed up on several things it just was awful to the point that the next day my boss came in she was like what was going on yesterday <laughs> and I was like my bad <laughs> this you know whatever but why are we not more compassionate towards each other in these different moments and when it comes to sex we know these men out here are disgusting not all of them but like I just don't understand why there's not more work behind this but let's get back to the point so Talking to children about sex is not going to put it in their heads to have sex. Sex is all around us. Um, it's everywhere. And it is a natural biological response that we all have for the most part. There are a few that have like medical conditions and stuff like that. But for the most part, it is something natural, right? And we continue to shame girls for that. We continue to shame girls like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion that are very proud of their sexuality. And, you know, I would love to have a conversation with them to know what it took to be that open and that proud. And if they still have moments where they like, ugh, like kind of pull back or feel bashful about it or anything like that, just because of how stupid this world is. So when we shame girls and boys as well about these sexual urges, that goes far beyond just that period of when we deem it's inappropriate to even be thinking about it. So generally, I would say most black families is until you get married, right? But here's the problem with that is if we are never taught that it's okay to embrace your sexuality, your sensuality, and taught about things like intimacy and love, number one, we're seeing that it's just making girls younger and younger have sex with randoms, which is never good. Or, I mean, I don't know. I am very sex positive, body positive. Um, I don't believe that you know, girls and boys should be having sex at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. But at the same time, we have to get honest with these conversations. This is going to happen. Here is how you can respond. You can say no if you want to. Boy, 
when the girl says no, don't go any further. So we have all these ideas about, oh, just wait till marriage, wait till marriage, wait till marriage. But then it's like, okay, once I get there, then what? So then we get in these relationships and marriages where the woman has been shamed about sex and told that it's nasty, it's disgusting, you shouldn't have these desires and all of that. The men are being told the exact opposite. Then you have a couple that are not connecting on a sexual level, which is extremely important. As much as we want to act like it's not, you have these women that are, oh no, I'm not going to give him sex or I'm not going to dress sexy for him. I have to always be modest. I have to do all these things. And the man is like, damn, I really want A, B, and C. And she's not giving it to him because she was never told that she was allowed to. Yeah, now I'm married, so now I can have sex, but you're not telling me anything else. You're not telling me about the connection that needs to happen. You're not being realistic about once I am married, what is not necessarily expected of me, because even in a marriage, if you say no, no means no, right? But at the same time, it creates these women that are so timid about it that they cannot give what the men are being told that they should be expecting. So then what does the man do? He goes outside his marriage. He finds somebody else that's actually going to do the things that he feels he should be getting from a woman. He's not getting it from his wife. Where is he going to get it from, right? So that's what I mean by it goes far beyond just these small little teenage moments and it also causes so much shame like I will tell you when I started to break away from this idea of what particularly the black church expects women and girls to be I felt so much more free and that freedom allowed me to break away from having so much depression and anxiety of feeling like I was torn between two different worlds. And basically what it boils down to is being able to make my own choices. So in my household, the way that we grew up was the Bible says not to have sex before marriage, so don't have sex before marriage. The end, period. I did not know anything about soul ties or any of that until... I was in college and guess what it was too late <laughs> so we're leaving out all these important parts and saying just because I told you to or so that you don't get pregnant but there are so many other things that go into it so let's talk about this as well is that when you're not talking to your teenagers about this stuff guess who is they're stupid ass little friends and guess what their stupid ass friends are telling them? The wrong information. Like just dumb stuff, right? That they made up, that they read on the internet, that some other idiot told them. And 
that's what they believe. Um, so then they're just out here just doing anything. Oh, well, if you do this, you won't get pregnant. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, if you, like, I was watching something the other day. Oh, I was rewatching Reba from the very first episode. And if you've ever watched Reba, don't judge me, but I love that show. And the daughter, who was a senior in high school, got pregnant. Well, what she believed was that if you have, like, that you can only get pregnant one day out of the month. Well, <laughs> that didn't work out well for her. And she found out that that wasn't true. But we conceptualize these things in our mind and believe that they're true. But there's nobody responsible telling us what the truth actually is. So our friends are telling us all this random shit that doesn't even make sense, to be honest. And we only know that as adults because we've lived it, we've experienced it, or, you know, you get older and you learn better and, you know, all those things. But do you want your child's friends who are the same age at the same, like, brain developmental levels talking to them about what's really going on or do you as the adult who actually has the actual knowledge to talk to them about it um I mean seriously which one I know what makes sense to me what makes sense to you because I for sure have had different conversations with my daughter and some of the things that she's been told over her lifetime are insane and I'm just like no honey that's no no <laughs> so it just leads to all these different things it leads to shame and feeling bad about yourself because you know when you think about it sexual urges and desires you don't really have much control over that um you can try to deny it you can try to you know, push it to the back of your mind or whatever, or just, um, oh, what is the word? Ignore it and like not give into it. But when it comes naturally and every single time you're made to feel like I'm an awful person for this, it makes you feel bad about yourself as a whole person. And that's not okay. Um, Self-pleasure. Why are we not talking to our kids about that? You don't want them having sex with anyone else, but what are they supposed to do with these urges? Also, how are they supposed to know what they like and how to communicate that with a partner if we're shaming them for self-pleasure? I just, I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. And I'm probably going to lose followers over this, to be honest. I don't really care. I don't. Because this is also a part of mental wellness, whether you want to believe it or not. It plays into the whole person. 
and we have to stop shaming other people. Listen, if you choose something for your life and that's what works best for you. So say you choose monogamy over something like polyamory. Um, then that's your choice. You don't have to um, shame anyone else because they make a different choice. Like, oh, I could never. Okay, well then don't. But you don't have to shame anyone else because of how you feel. If a woman decides to wait till marriage and you didn't, you don't have to shame her for that. That's fine. Great. Some women feel like no, I need to know what I'm getting myself into. If I'm supposed to be with this person for life, that's her choice. His choice, whatever. And I don't know where we get off in this world thinking we get to dictate what happens in other people's lives, but that's a whole different episode. But I say all this to say, number one, stop thinking that not having the conversation is a good thing, period. You have to have these conversations and you have to be honest and real without shame, without um, guilt and all of that because it does absolutely no good to anyone. And so then you grow up with these girls that... I mean, there's so many different ways that they can go. And if it's not healthy conversations, it's not going to go well. Um, so I don't know. I'm not saying that everyone needs to just be out here just doing whatever, whoever, all of that. But what I'm saying is have a conversation and be honest in that conversation. And also know your child and what works. For me, being told, well, the Bible says so, the end, I'm like, but why? Why does the Bible say that? What is the purpose? And that was not explained. It was just like, we do what Jesus says. And he said, don't do this. And it's like, okay. All right. So what else am I supposed to do? So that's all I'm saying um, if you stuck through this episode, thank you. Please leave a comment and let me know what you think, because I really want to have a conversation about this. And it does go into mindful parenting and understanding that this could affect the way that they feel about themselves, the world, future partners or future partner. Um, and we just got to think about what it's doing to our girls and our women. And if you take the time to think about how your parents did or did not have these conversations with you and how did that make you feel? What were the results of that? And a lot of times we don't want to sit down and think about it. But I dare you to do it. I dare you to really sit and remember mindfully, did we have a conversation about sex? 
What did that conversation entail? And now as I've become an adult and started having these different relationships, whether they were sexual or not, what was my interaction in these relationships and what connection does that have to what I was taught about sex? So, um, yeah, it was great having this chat with you. (laughs) Um, be sure to share this episode. Um, don't be shamed. Uh, and, and tag me if you share anywhere. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments. You can feel free to email me any questions or anything at podcast at knowsbykaya.com. If you have other topics that you would like to discuss, any thoughts on the topic, and maybe I'll do an episode like going through what other people say and all of that. Um... But yeah, and of course, I'll keep it anonymous unless you say I want my name out here or whatever. But I think it would be fun to have this conversation and see what other people think. What are your stories? What were you told about sex and intimacy and love? What were the things that you grew up believing? What did you believe on your own? What were your friends telling you versus what you know now to be true? I really want to have a conversation about this. And so you can DM me on Instagram at Nosbakaya or Facebook, same thing, Twitter, same thing, or email me podcast at nosbakaya.com. We need to think more about how our actions, our statements as parents can have a very lasting impact on the way that we grow up and think and live and experience life uh thank you again for listening please share and i will talk to you in the next episode bye